Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Yay, great text. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like going to singing away in the manger to becoming a refugee because an authoritarian murderer is after your child in just a handful of verses in Matthew. It's sort of like getting whiplash, isn't it? Can make our heads spin. As I was thinking about the gospel lesson, I was reminded of a word from On Being by an article written by Krista Tippett. Endosymbiosis. Everyone, you see it up there? Let's try it together. Endosymbiosis. Now, don't ask me what that sermon title was in two weeks from now. If you want to know, just write it down now. Endo, or endon, means within. Sin or sim means together. Biosis means living. So within together living. It means organisms living inside of other organisms or, as Krista put it, life together. There is a new life living within you and me too because of Jesus Christ. Endosymbiosis is an important word to know especially in the context of Herod and the fleeing Holy Family. Because I believe this text is relevant to our current events. We live in this weirdly divided world where quite a few people want to dominate other people, where they want to have power over others. And here we have Jesus, God with skin on, teaching us that there's another path one of compassion, one of love, one of mercy. Lynn Margulis said, life did not take over the world by combat, but rather by networking. This idea is the opposite of what many people believe to be true, that Darwinian quote, the survival of the fittest, that the idea of this life is ruled by winners and losers, that life is about struggle, and domination. But I don't buy that. Endosymbiosis points at a deeper, radical, collaborative creativity at the heart of evolution. And it reframes the very meaning of the phrase that I use all the time around here. What does our life together look like? Again, Krista said, cooperation is our superpower not struggle. And isn't this what Jesus taught us again and again and again? Life is not about dominating over others. It's about having dominion with one another, a word that means to care for and to nurture. Life, as Jesus taught us, is about abundance, not about scarcity. Endosymbiosis, within together living. I believe that we are called to use the power within ourselves to walk alongside people. In other words, to have power with others, to empower each other, to care for, and to nurture every person that we come across. 
I mean, think about Jesus' first sermon in the Gospel of St. Luke. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to what? Proclaim the good news to the poor, sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, recovery of sight for the blind, set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of God's favor. Now, doesn't this stand in sharp contrast to Herod, who had the power to kill all the boys in Bethlehem that were born since the star of wonder, star of light appeared? Herod wanted to secure his seat on the throne, his ability to have power over everyone, which is why Rachel's cry and the quote is included in this text today. Rachel is often considered as one of the mothers of Israel. By quoting Jeremiah 31.15, Matthew is connecting a time of intense loss, like the massacre told here, to the death and departure of Israel's children during the Babylonian captivity back in 586 B.C. Despite these parallel losses, Israel survived and Jesus survived. Jesus, king of the Jews, turned authoritarianism upside down and created a true sense of life together, of community, of caring for those who are oppressed, imprisoned, poor, and all who lack the vision of compassion. Finally, I want to highlight one more red thread that floats through the first couple of chapters of the gospel according to St. Matthew. It's the presence of angels. Did you see that they showed up in, in Isaiah as well? Now these angels, they keep showing up all over the place, especially in the Gospel of Matthew. They show up to Mary, Elizabeth, possibly the Magi, albeit in a dream, and to Joseph, not once, but twice. Angels from the realms of glory announcing the Messiah's birth to the shepherds. You know, those guys, the ones on the edge of the society. And angels show up again in chapter 4 when they attend to Jesus in the wilderness. While this might seem like an odd turn to mention, I believe that those angels empowered all those who I just mentioned to be bold and to proclaim that the Messiah has arrived and will change the kingdom into a kingdom where we can all begin to recognize each other as God's beloved children. It's my hope that you will all be empowered to go and do likewise, to do what we do best here, to create life together, a healthy community, to continue to share the good news of Jesus Christ by showing up, doing good, and being kind. That's the reason of our life together as a community of faith. And it's a reminder of this new life that we've already been given again and again and again, not just on Christmas, not just on New Year's, but every single day of your life. We have already been given new life again and again and again. Endosymbiosis, within, together, living. And for this good news, we can all say, thanks be to God.